and we have him rated exactly where he needs to be, the rest of the baseball world needs to wake up. This man just destroys baseballs. Good vibes only. Oh my God, I love this guy. Mashes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Welcome back to the 3 Take. This is episode 186. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate. What up, bro, bro? How you doing? I, I'm not sure how I'm doing. I, I'm on the fence about this whole daylight savings thing. I really don't know how to feel about it. It's uh, I feel like we in Arizona are the only ones that have their head on straight. Yeah, I, I got to say, you guys just clearly don't care. You say we're going to we do don't. our own thing. We're just not going to do it. We don't. We just don't fall for it. But it still puts us in a bind because we're now. It puts us way in a bind. We're, what, three hours? Now three hours apart, yeah. Used to be two. So Yeah, so we don't change. We're mountain time half the year. And then uh, when everyone else switches, we just go into Pacific time. You'd be surprised, by the way. I spend, I, I'm, if most of you don't know this, I spend majority of my job is on the phone talking to people and scheduling calls and talking to you know people all around the country. You'd be surprised the amount of people that don't know what time zone they're in. It is a That's scary, not a thing. I'm not kidding you, dude. I ask people two or three times a day at least, hey, what time zone are you in? Like, hey. Let's call me on Thursday at two. Okay, cool. What time zone are you in? I don't know where you're at. And I'm like, uh, I'm in Delaware. Okay, so that's Eastern. Perfect. And then there'll that's- be someone like in Ohio. And I'm like, oh, is that Central or Eastern? And they're like, uh, I don't know. It's 10 for me right now. How do you not know? That, that's alarming. Although It's a scary number. To their credit, there's probably a handful of states. If you gave me a, a map of the United States and you said, List the time zones for all 50 states. I could probably I could probably give you a solid 40, maybe. I mean, I get it. There's a lot of those ones that it's just like, there, you what? should know. Like, what, have, what are the Dakotas? Is that central time? Is that mountain time? I don't know. I think they're, I think they're mountain. Dakotas don't really matter. Okay. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't Basically. tell you the answer for these. Um, yeah, no, but like it. For you, if you're in your state, you should know what time zone you're in. But to, for the fact that people are baffled by that question, yeah, that, that's a that's a that's a solid point. If if it's you living in it's your state, zone. you should know this. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to tell you what the Dakotas are, but I don't live there, so it's not my job to know these things. Yeah. Anyway, happy Monday, folks. One day closer to opening day. It's going to be a good week. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Feeling good. Feeling good. Feeling good this week. the The days are going to get longer. That's the one. The one plus side, I was tired of the the dark evenings, just wasn't mm-hmm. a fan. Yeah. More sunlight, more baseball. I'm here for it. I'm also That's here all for that matters when it comes down to it. Baseball history, Nate. Yeah. Start us off, bud. All right. For the week of March fourteenth, fifteenth, whatever what, what day do you start the week, Nate? Do you think do you think the week starts on a speaking of controversy, you wanna it's you wanna Monday. Okay, what, thank you. What is this about? A week starting on a Sunday. That makes no zero sense. All right. Well, with that said, for the week of March 15th, I've got us started off here, Nate, to March 15th, 1945. Former minor leaguer Bert Shepard, who had his right leg amputated after the Germans gunned down his fighter plane east of Hamburg on his 34th mission as a World War II pilot, 
begins a successful tryout with the Senators. Although the Southpaw will pitch in only one game for Washington, the retired Army Air Force pilot will hurl an impressive five and one-third innings of one-run baseball against the none other than the Red Sox in August, striking out the first batter he faces and giving up just three hits. With one leg? Is that what I'm hearing? One leg. Right leg amputated. I mean... All right, hold on, hold on. Let me let me think of this. First he's of all, a lefty. stud. He's a lefty, his right leg, so that would have been his plant leg. So he's really just working off that back half. Here's the thing. What Jim Abbott did was awesome, but in reality, you could live without that, that non-dominant arm. One leg in pitching? Yeah, that's tough. Zero power. No power, Zero dude. torque, none of that. Maybe, do you, like, land on your hand? I don't think you land. I just think you got to kind of cartwheel. You got to hump it in there using your upper body. I don't know. I, mean, I like all that stuff about the how he's a stud in the war. What a badass. I mean, 34 missions deep before you get I know. shot down. That's And then you, and then you go try out and that's perform well. Yeah. Five and a third of one run ball. That's better than a lot of uh, that's deep starting pitchers can do today. Yeah. Deep Impressive. start. Um, moving along here, March 16th, 1907, Ty Cobb quarrels with Bungie Cummins, a black groundskeeper who made a friendly gesture towards the Tiger outfielder. When the groundskeeper's wife intercedes, the Georgia peach, Ty Cobb, reportedly chokes her. And according to Charlie Schmidt, he allegedly stopped the assault by knocking out his teammate. A little note here, it said it wanted to include at the end. There is speculation that this often told story may not be entirely accurate due to no other witnesses corroborating the story. Nah, we all know Tycho was kind of a douche. I was a grumpy human being. Yeah, not not the best situation. Just a, I just wanted to include that because that's just all. I mean, that's a wild scene. Yeah, it's like, hey, I'm gonna choke the groundkeeper's wife, and then his teammate comes in to stop the assault, and then he knocks him out too. It's like, well, who's who does that leave? Hmm. Anyway, I'm buying it. I buy it. I buy it. Hundred percent. March seventeenth, nineteen eighty six, during a Cactus League contest. Carney Lansford is credited with an unusual two-run inside the park home run in the fourth inning of the A's 5-3 victory over the Indians. The infielder circles the bases when Mel Hall's shirt gets stuck on the fence, preventing the outfielder from playing the ball that is just barely out of reach with shortstop Julio Franco closest to the play, unable to help because he is so incapacitated with laughter. (laughs) (laughs) Tough look for Mr. Lansford. Just losing it. He doesn't even care. Or Mel Hall, laughing. rather. Mel Hall is the one who had his <laughs> shirt stuck. Not ideal. Julio's just laughing. I love it. Solid. That was a good one. Who uh, you got? We got March 18th. I got one for each day for you. March 18th, 1981. This one's a little confusing because it's talking about two different days here, but I'm assuming this is the day after. After being declared a free agent because the Red Sox mailed his contract one day past the contractual deadline, Carlton Fisk signs a $3.5 million deal with the White Sox. On opening day, the 33-year-old catcher will hit an eighth-inning three-run home run to tie the game and to prove to be the difference, which makes no sense because it's not the difference, in an eventual victory over his former team at Fenway. Um, yeah, it's not a difference if it's a game-tying home run, first of all. Second of all, I don't think they're talking about that happening on this day. It was more the fact that the Red Sox didn't get something mailed in on time. Thank God for computers now. Yeah, I've I've actually heard that story. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was set on just like rejoining the team. And they didn't get it in in time. And then he was like, 
no, sorry. Didn't get it. It's just weird. Uh, on to March 19th. I didn't know about this. This is kind of strange. You might have. 2008, in protest of their coaches not receiving the same $40,000 stipend negotiated by the Players Union, the Red Sox players vote to boycott their exhibition game scheduled to be televised nationally from the city of Palms Park and tomorrow's flight to Japan for the season opening game against the A's. The delayed game starts an hour later when MLB consents to pay the managers, coaches, and trainers 20 grand each for management proceeds with the team agreeing to make up the difference. You knew about that? I knew about that. That was wow. that that may have been the moment that that planted the seed for me about this whole personnel on the field over front office slash management always and forever. Yeah. I mean that's that's definitely understandable. I just I didn't realize first of all, I this brings up a total separate path that we could really go down. International opening day is the dumbest thing ever. Absolutely agree. Do not do that to me. Don't put it across the world where I have to be awake at 2 a.m. to watch it. And save the whole grow the game thing. We have done it elsewhere around the world in other months. It doesn't yeah. have to be April. It does doesn't have to be have late to be March. Day. It does not have to be opening day. Awful. And lastly here, uh, on the 20th, 2002, I did not realize this wasn't a thing before 2002. The commissioner's office announces MLB will continue the practice that began after the September 11th attacks of singing God Bless America during the seventh inning stretch in each team's first homestand, which obviously is kind of an everyday thing now. Uh, also, an American flag patch will be worn on the jackets um, uh, for opening day, Memorial Day, stuff like that. But I didn't realize that God Bless America started because of 9-11. Did you know that? I did not know that. That's I interesting. Honestly, would have thought it was a thing for a while. I would have probably said that I wanted it to have been a thing before yeah. 9-11. because that just seemed it just seems like it makes sense. So, "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" was the only song that was sung before 2000. Well, unless you're singing "Sweet Caroline" in the eighth inning. I was gonna say you don't do that in the seventh, right? Um, yeah, that I had no idea. I didn't know 9/11 was the cause of it. The things you learn, Nate. The things. That's why we're learn. here. That's why we yeah. do it. You're welcome. It's baseball history. Week of the 15th. 15th, because the week starts on Monday. Yeah. Nate, it is noise. the National League Central breakdown episode. One that I think I was I was looking forward to more than more yeah. than others. Yeah. This is going to be an interesting race this year, or at least that's what we hope. I'll be honest. Um, it, you Like you said, it's an interesting race, but even... For a team like, yeah, you maybe look at like the Reds, who you could say, eh, I don't know if you're going to do anything in this division. You still have players that you look at and you want to watch. You know what I mean? There's still players to watch. With the exception of pretty much the Pirates, every team's got somebody to watch, which makes yeah. it exciting. Yeah, I would say it's it's teams around the leagues. It's, it's the team's responsibility to market at least one or two players on their mm-hmm. team. And I know that that's kind of assumed. Yeah. That's what oh, you would I expect guess, yeah. because you need like marketing materials. You need to put yeah. faces on the, on the banners outside in the parking lot. I get that. Yeah. But what I'm saying is as a team, you need to at least have one or two guys where it's like, I, I was need... pretty rude with the pirates comment. I think, I mean, you do have, you have Polanco and uh, you know, Adam Frazier is pretty solid too. So just somebody you need, you need one or two guys to at least stand out to other fan bases around the league where it's like, Whoa, 
It's like, has to. this team yeah. is trash, but I need to tune in and catch this game. Other than that, though, I mean, very competitive. Very competitive division. I very much see this being decided within a couple games. Like one through three could be within five games, four games, no problem. I mean, I'm pretty sure since we've started this podcast, the NL Central is the is the division that we always characterize as a division that is going to beat up on itself. Yeah. Throughout the entire season. Yeah. And then, like you just said, it'll come down to a few games. And I would agree with you. I think check back late September. It's where it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, as far as our list goes, something tells me you and I are going to be very, very similar. That's interesting because after the last couple episodes, I would have I would have thought of the breakdowns we've done thus far, I thought this one might be a little different. Hmm. But if you're saying you think we're going to be similar, then I guess we'll have to find out. I guess so. Lead us off here. Who's your division MVP? This uh, kind of falls back on the value, which I think we're arguing for this argument over an, a you know a league MVP. This is a division MVP. This means this team has no shot without this player. That's what I think of. So I think the Cardinals are very successful without arguably the best player in the division in Nolan Arenado. So I'm going to go Christian Yelich as my MVP just for the fact of what he provides for the Brewers. The Brewers are nothing without him. Let me ask you this. Knowing your stance on the Brewers and how you've pretty much written them off since we started this podcast. Yeah, they're like the twins. If they didn't have Christian Yelich, what were your th- how sum up your thoughts on the Brewers if they were lacking a Christian Yelich? Yawn. That's all I can think of, bro. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. I love that ballpark. I think it's an exciting ballpark. I just haven't been about the Brewers since like Prince Fielder, man. You know, Prince Fielder, CeCe was there for, for you know, a playoff run before I mean, Braun got in trouble with the PEDs. To give them credit, Brewers fans, that's a solid fan base. They're going to love their team no matter what. The environment's going to be there. I think they find very, stuff to get excited about. Very you may, solid. You may not, but they do. Sports city for sure. State honestly can give it to all of everybody in Wisconsin. They're gonna be very loyal to their to their teams. They love their sports up in Wisconsin. Yeah, but and that's my, I like I said. I would just the Brewers aren't anything without him. He's then again, you watch them have a. I know it's sixty games, but you, you watch them have a down year last year, and mm, Brewers were nothing. But that starting rotation. They love their sports and their cheese curds. Do you like cheese curds? I worked with somebody one time who was from Wisconsin. She brought me back cheese curds. Pretty mm-hmm. good. You a mozzarella stick kind of guy? I love mozzarella sticks. The cheese I curds were squeaky. Yeah. Squeaky cheese curds, apparently, yeah. is the way to eat them. Yeah, they can't be crunchy, really. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I'm not a connoisseur of cheese curds, but that's what she told me. She is a born and bred Wisconsin. What are they called? Wisconsinians? No, no, I can't. That she said that's how you got to eat them, so that's how I ate them. Yeah, my pick, division MVP, also, also Christian Yelich for that same exact reason. As we've said, can't write somebody off of that caliber. Can't can't write him off after a 2020 season. I am convinced, and it's not even a hot take, it's not a stretch, Mm-mm. to say that Christian Yelich will be back in 2021. Yeah. I'm convinced all of I'm convinced all of the star caliber players that had a down 2020 yeah. will be back in 2021. Yeah. I think I think it's easier to say that versus the ones that were successful. You know what I mean? Those right. those, those names that just kind of showed out in 2021, they have never showed out before. 
I'm less, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say that they're going to repeat themselves. More yeah, it's hard, so it's to, hard to fact, sustain, sustain that. Yeah, more so to the fact that the dude that have an off year, he's going to be back. And Christian Yelich, 100%. He's fine. But what I'm curious, you know, something I've actually been thinking about, because uh, we've had this conversation multiple times, it's like, can a guy who had a down year in 2020 rebound? Can a guy who had a great 2020 sustain that? I'm interested to see, considering we haven't had a season like 2020 before, where a guy goes out and has a solid 2020 mm-hmm. to see if he's able to ride that momentum because that's all. If you think about it, all off season, all spring training, what do you what what kind of questions are you getting asked? It's like, hey, you had a great 2020. Yeah, I feel like that does wonders for the psyche, True. for the mentality, for the way you approach, the way you take pressure off yourself. I'm curious yeah. to see which which of those guys, like you said, had a solid. 2020 to see if that kind of catapults them into a little bit of a sustainability stretch where they're able to kind of, you know, like they're not going to go out and win an MVP, but it's like, Hey, right. 2020 wasn't exactly a fluke. It was just the, the Start launch pad. Yeah, yeah. It was a launch pad that I needed. It was a catalyst season. It's fair. I mean, that's fair. Uh, I just, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just more apt to, to lean towards the, the side of, right. Yeah, underperformed and will come back versus overperformed and will push. Yeah, definitely to do agree. The same thing. So, just a thought to consider because, like I said, haven't haven't seen a twenty twenty season like, or we haven't yeah, seen a season like that before. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see new territory. I'm curious to get your take on this, and I'd be lying if I said I thought we had different picks here, but I think you've surprised me with a couple of your picks in previous division breakdowns, so I'm not going to mm-hmm. assume that you have the same pick. So who do you got as most o- overrated player entering the 2021 season? I don't like that look. I don't I don't like when you I get close to the mic and then you back off. I don't feel great about this pick. I don't feel great about this pick. It just it comes to mind just because it's kind of fresh. Jackie Bradley Jr., of the way he was sought after in the free agent market, and I neither of us are going to deny his – defensive capabilities well hold on hold on not to not to cut you off but was he sought after as much as people think he was because he was talked I know about he said that there was no he was, was talked no about plenty and mlb network and everybody else was all over him but at the end of the, at the end of the day he gets a two-year deal when he was after four so we're well were teams I think on him maybe in the i say more towards the fan base side for you listeners chill out right? a little yeah that's fair calm down like the, the Mets fans that are following us are like, please, we got to get them. Why, why do you need to lock down a 240, 250 hitter like that bad? You know what I mean? If you've He's, got a lineup, the defense doesn't hurt yeah, at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely get that. It's just, it was a little, it was a little much for me. It's a little much. And it, again, I'm not in love with this pick, so I'm not totally attached to it. But it's just the fact that offensively, mm, Defensively, he's a stud. Also, I'm assuming Lorenzo Kane slides to left now. Uh, I believe Yelich is slated to to be the left fielder this year. Low Kane goes to right. That's what I'm reading. Brewers fans can correct me, but he is slated to be the left fielder this year. He played left last year, as I read. Weird. My lineup. I figured. And I figured it'd be like, unless you really looked into it, it's like it could maybe go either way. So well, he's, he was having a forgettable year. So were the Brewers. So it's like, right. I don't think I, anyone really paid attention to switch over. To- Your Jackie Bradley junior pick is understandable, but equally 
Not to say he is the most underrated player in the league. Not to say he's my underrated pick either. I'm just saying you could flip the script and look at it differently and say you've got a guy who already you already know what he's bringing you defensively. He's got some pop. He's a streaky hitter. When he's yeah. on, he's on. But the thing you got to take into account. A couple years ago, right? Right. The thing you got to take into account is where he's going, the city he's going to, the culture he's going to, a much more laid back organization. Playing mm-hmm. in a Boston market is tough. I don't care who you are. That's you why. Eaten there before Boston what's market. What's that? They were at uh, Boston market before. No, uh, no free ads. Uh, yeah, that's well played, sir. Well, well played. Uh, but yeah, playing in a a Boston area market, <laughs> uh, it's tough. That's why the that's why the the guys that go there and succeed are loved by that city forever. Because if you can survive there, you can pretty much survive anywhere. Right. So you take off that pressure. You go to a Brewers team where, like I said, you've already got the pop. You just mm-hmm. need to figure out a way to prolong those hot streaks that you have every single year and become a more consistent hitter for average, there's a chance JBJ could be talked about a little differently by the end of 2021. I, and again, I'm not, I don't, I don't love that pick. I think it was just kind of, I, th- I, I thought he was just overhyped this whole off season. No, I, I and we talked about it. Numbers. I agree. I was like, where's this coming from? I've been but, following this guy for years and I just yeah. didn't know where the love came from. Well, here's the thing is that, I think defensively his job just got way easier. Yeah, if you playing can center field in Milwaukee versus playing center field in Fenway. Yep. Yeah, that's. I mean, there's so many different ways you got to play, so many different cutouts, and yeah, it's it's insane. I mean, you look over to your right and you see a 37 foot wall, and now you're looking over to your right and you're seeing little Bernie Brewer sliding down a, a slide. Yeah. I mean, I think I think you're in good shape. Yeah. And all fences are normal around them. Could see some robbed home runs. Oh, show. Yeah, his job got a lot easier for sure. I just think, yeah, a little overhyped on the fan side of things. Chill out a little bit. Lower your expectations. Best defensive center fielder in baseball. I, that is a hill I'm willing to die on. I don't care what metrics say. I've watched the dude play. Uh, Nate, for me, wow. Have, I haven't even given my overrated pick yet. That was that was lengthy. I like that. Mm. Overrated for me, Jake Arietta. The Cubs, great pick. Possible, possible number two. I've seen project rotation projections have him at number two. And let me tell you why, Nate. This is my overrated pick. 2017 had an ERA of three five three. 2018 three nine six. 2019 four six four. 2020 five oh eight. He's had a whip. He's had a whip north of one point four the last two seasons. And I think it's safe to say that we have not. We have not seen yeah. we've not seen the same Jake Arrieta that we saw in that peak yeah. peak stretch. How old of is he? Fifteen to sixteen. He's got to be thirty three, thirty four. You're always off with your age guesses. Probably. Let me see. I, yeah, I feel better about this one. If you hit me with like twenty eight, I'm I'm <laughs> out right now. What do you, What do you have him at? I'm at thirty three. Thirty five. Yeah, numbers aren't going to get better after thirty five. I'm sorry. They sure aren't. Great pick. Super jealous of it. I just. Like I get the Cubs didn't do much, and the Cubs really aren't being talked about the same way they have been in years past. But mm-hmm. to have him as your possible number two, whether or not that happens, is one thing. But I've, like I said, I've seen projections having him in the number two slot, and that's not good news if you're the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, tough. Sorry, especially considering this is the guy that you essentially you fill knew. John Lester's hole with. 
or void absence with. Not ideal. You, you already knew what you were getting. Paid him the same amount of money that you could have paid Lester. Not a fan. Dumb. Who do you got for underrated? I think this one's kind of a slam dunk. I'm really proud of this. I like mine. Eugenio Suarez, third baseman with the Reds. Time to wake up, people. Kyle and I did our research. We pulled numbers for our top 10 list, and we have him rated exactly where he needs to be. The rest of the baseball world needs to wake up. This man just destroys baseballs. Good vibes only. Oh, my God, I love this guy. Mashes. If Nolan, true, true talk, if Nolan didn't get traded to this division, he would be on my, he would be my third baseman. Easy. Yeah. Absolute stud. Absolute stud. But walking 40 and 110. I think he's going to go off this year. I hope so, bro. Even more than he has already. I hope so. And I hope he gets traded. I low-key hope, I hope he gets traded to a contender. Who would you want to see him go to? Um, I could see the Mets potentially getting in on that. Um, hmm. I could see him as a Dodger once Justin Turner calls it. That would just be unfair, but I wouldn't be surprised by that. I just feel like the Washington Nationals are just a, I kind of a was prime a prime too. club needing a, a solid third baseman. Yeah, I was kind of getting that vibe too. I um, I gotta say I feel like I, I like I like Chris Bryant there more though. I don't know why. Yeah, I like Chris Bryant there more. And also, I don't know how he is defensively. Um, didn't really dig too deep on that. Maybe he pulls the Ryan Zimmerman and moves over to first with the Nationals after Zimmy calls it interesting. Well, I think, uh, I mean, Josh Bell is going to be holding it down there. Oh, true. forgot they got him. Zimmerman's just going to be kind of just coasting, I think, this year. Although Suarez is going to be a DH. He had a hot start at the plate this spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my pick. Super underrated. Wake up. Do the research. Because wow. Because wow. Quote graphic. Uh, underrated for me, Paul DeYoung. Oh. Don't think he gets talked about enough. Okay. I'm pretty sure his name was mentioned in the comment section when we were doing our uh, shortstop graphic. Not to say that there was too many people clamoring for him to be top 10. I think there, I, if I recall, I might be wrong, but I think there were people just being like, hey, just want to know he's on your radar. Hmm. Fair. I don't think people talk about him enough. He was an all-star in 2019, had a little bit of a down year in 2020, but had uh, 30 bombs in 2019. So he's got, you know, he's got the pop. Uh, And the thing for me is there's going to be, at least I would imagine, a little bit of the pressure taken off offensively at the plate with Arnado. Doesn't feel like he has to be that stud shortstop. They can also do it at the plate. Yeah. And, I mean, defensively, he's going to give you solid. I mean, just look at the metrics. He He's solid defensively. So, I mean, a guy that can put up 30 bombs and give you uh, average, slightly above average defensive metrics. Yeah, that'll work. On a team that a lot of people are projecting as the the top of that division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we need to respect Paul DeYoung a little bit more. That's real work. Another good pick. You're on it today. Who do you got a uh, best manager? I don't know why. It's just that 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 video or that rumor that came out of him just absolutely hyping the clubhouse up a couple years ago. I didn't know who you're talking about. Gotta I didn't know Mike exactly Schilt what video. Here. Mike Schild is my pick as well. Yeah. I got to say, though, Nate, that speech that he gave yeah, back in 2019, uh, that was following the team's, I believe, three games to two series win over the Braves in the NLDS. Gives that speech after game five. 
they go in and get swept by the Nats in four games. Yeah. Not not a good one. The Nationals were just on a different path. The right, the only path. The destiny path. We've already acknowledged that. Nobody was beating the Nats that year. Either way, I just... I got to agree. That's I solid. like the vibe. The only, only, my only complaint, and this is just a rule that needs to be universal, no coach, manager, or whoever, non-player, should be able to have a swaggy number. He's got eight. Yeah, that's tough. Come on, man. In Come an organization on. like that, I mean, the Cardinals, I just feel like eight has to be like a... Give me some some drip. Give me a chance. It's just super disappointing. That's tough. That's it. That's my only argument against them. Other is Mike that, Schilt the? Is he the most selfish manager in baseball? No, there's another one. Just going That's out and grabbing number. eight like that. There's another one with a dope number. Yeah, we were just talking about this. Who was it? It's not Boone. Boone's got. What does Boone have? Boone changed again. Yeah, uh, Kluber came in. He took twenty-eight. There That's was right. a there was a little bit of a tradition that which I'm kind of bummed that Kluber took it. There's a little bit of tradition tradition that uh, uh, Girardi started when he came. He you wore 27, him. yeah, and then we won t- the 27th one, and he moved to 28, and, that, and then I think Boone kind of kept that vibe. So I thought it was kind of cool. It's like a unique motivational thing. I don't know what Boone's wearing. No, there's someone. Someone's got something dope. Yeah, who was it? We were just talking about this. Was it? S- All right, let me think here. It wasn't Schilt that we were talking about. Who was it? I feel like Dave Roberts has a decent number. Dave Roberts is 30. Uh, Dave Roberts is 30. Oh man, who was it? it? Wasn't no, it wasn't Kapler. I mean, rest in peace. But Tommy Lasorda copped two, just rode with that. And I'm like, yeah, but Yo. Tommy Lasorda can do what he wants. Come on, man, bro. Who was it? What is this? What is this team? Or who was it? Manager? Kapler? No, that wasn't it. It wasn't Cora. Was it a? Was it somebody that had 23? Or am I way off on that? I think it was. Was it Cora? Cora doesn't have 23, but. Was it the 23? I feel like it was 23. Who was it? This is going to bug me. Yeah, this is really going to bother me. Let me do a little research. Do you want to, do you look up, you uh, give me your, uh, your talk. You talk about stuff. Let me look this up. No, I mean, I had, I had Mike Schultz as well. Although I did want to play a little game here, Nate. Uh I, I had come across a particular stat and then I thought, you know what? That'd be fun. Maybe we do this for the, the remaining breakdowns that we do for the divisions. Okay. I want you to give me your best guess because honestly, the the answer to this kind of surprised me. So I was like, you know what? Let's make a game of the whole division. See, uh, see how my my good friend Nate does. All right, I'm not gonna do well, but okay. Who now? The okay, backtrack. The game is ejection ah, totals okay. over the career. So I I listed out the five managerial ejection numbers, and I want you to guess how many ejections you think they have in their career. Okay. I'm going to be awful at this, but okay. All right. Through one season, how many do you think David Ross has? Short in season two. All right. Uh, I'll say one. Well done, sir. Well done. Our Catchers are just always going to get tossed. Our, <laughs> our best manager in the division, Mike Schilt, through three seasons, how many do you think he has? Players manager... Three seasons. I'll say eight. Five. Not too bad. I like your yeah. logic there, though. Players manager, that's big. That's a yeah. big. It's a part of it. That's a big get a, part get of it. Back your guys up. I like that. I like the logic. David Bell of the Reds, two seasons. What do you got? Frustrating ball club. It's going to be a part of that, too. you be frustrated. With I your love the way you're approaching this game. This is. Two seasons, you said? Two seasons. Basically a season and a half. 
Uh, three. Eleven. Whoa, hey look out. <laughs> 11 yeah. ejections for our friend David Bell. <laughs> More frustrating of a team than I thought. You're you're the the you were tracking. You were tracking yeah. well. Frustrating team, but you really needed to bring yeah, it home on the frustrating <laughs> part. Yeah. Wow. Derek Shelton, the Pirates one season. How many you got? Two. Well done. And lastly here Nate, Craig Council with the Brew Crew, 6 years. What's your guess? 12. 18. Ah, that's a lot. Little Craig Council's a little, little feisty. I love it. Honestly, I love managers getting tossed. I love that it's now talked about as a, a strategic thing. I mean, we watch the Yankees get fueled by a specific, you know, a specific exit when you're coming out and you're getting hot and you they're using it. If you use it the correct way, it could be a very positive thing for your team. Um, I, I would argue that that's been a known facet of the game that managers use that to get the team fired up. Like player people that have played baseball, they know that. Yeah. And people that pay attention to the game know that. But I think to your point, I think just now I feel like your casual fans are starting to pick up on it because of the attention it garners on social media, the attention yeah. it garners on MLB network. They're, they talk about it more. They, the mics they really, are, the mics are there. Mics are hot, them. baby. Mics are yeah. hot. Solid point. Yeah. I, and I, it's just, it's another thing that you as a fan, it's very entertaining to be there live. And I don't know why, but it's way more fun when you're there live versus watching on TV. You're like, you're pissed off about the call, right? You're obviously, if you're a team, if you're a manager that, you know, if your team is getting tossed, you're pissed off about the call. And, you know, you may be talking about the umpire specifically. I'll be honest with you, if you're at the game, live how often are you really picking out who the umpire is you know what i mean there is no commentary of it i'd have to specifically look to see and even then you really only know about joe west and angel hernandez and that's about it for the most part you're not really being talked about or, or thinking about it while you're at the game but either way it's just another something else to be excited about it's something else to cheer and something else to also get fired up and then if if it's the opposing one, you have no problem just raining down booze. So our friend David Bell is averaging a five and a half ejections over uh, over a season. Yeah, which I guess that's the highest. I was more so looking at total, but can we guy, keep this moving forward? I like our this. guy Craig. Yeah, I like, yeah, I wish yeah, I would yeah. started this earlier, but it, yeah. it just I happened to come across it when I was looking managerial records. And I was like, oh, this is actually interesting. All right, fair enough. I'll uh, no luck on the numbers, by the way brutal to find no look oh man that's tough yeah it, it's gonna take some in-depth research i don't think it was schilt i think give bud it, black has something i want to no, say that, bud black has something like 10 no that wasn't it let me give it one last look here see if i can come across it <clears throat> this is gonna bother me i just it's just move like change your number change it you sh- you don't you don't need to have no one's buying your jersey you don't need to have a swaggy number. Yeah, I don't know who that was, man. This is killing me. Somebody knows who it is. Was it Jace Tingler? I don't even know what Tingler has. Yeah, him and Kevin Cash just rock like hoodies. It wasn't? No. Wasn't Mattingly? No, we didn't mention Mattingly. No, we didn't, but I'm assuming if he is wearing something, it's 23. No, I think he's eight, I think. Did he wear eight? I think so, yeah. Wow. That's I don't know. Too. Not important. I'll remember it. I'll wake up in a cold sweat the night at three in the morning. Ah. I remember. All right, all division team, Nate. Let's run through this. 
Uh, starting pitcher Jack Flaherty. Honorable mention, maybe Luis Castillo. Uh, yeah, no, definitely, definitely, maybe after this year, honestly. Uh, catcher Jose Contreras. Wilson Contreras. Did I say Jose? Yeah, Yikes. not Jose. I think they're Jose Contreras is a reliever. I don't know why I wrote that. Crazy. First base, Paul Goldschmidt. Correct. Love Rizzo. Big Rizzo fan, just of a, as a human being. That guy's awesome. But Paulie's got to get this. Sega base, Colton Wong. I'm going to go ahead and say Mike Moustakis. Saw that. Even though he's probably going to play first base now that uh, Mr. Joey Votto is hurt. Hurt for a while. I'm still going to classify him as a second baseman. Totally fine. Because the just rest the of this, I'm being, especially the outfield, I'm classifying based on not what they may be doing. It's what they've done position-wise. Third base, um, some guy named Nolan, shortstop, Javi Baez. Are you going? Javi no. Baez. No, no, no. I'm saying Javi Baez gets slept on so hard. I don't know yeah, why. I know. I don't, don't know what, what's it. with the disrespect. Um, outfield, here's where it could dance a little bit. I don't know if any of us are going to, or either any of these are going to have the same. With what you said about Christian Yelich, I had no idea. I've got him in right. We'll go ahead and skip to that. I've got him in left. Okay. This is interesting. I have Jock Peterson in left. All right. I think he's going to have a big year. Okay, so your corner outfielders are Jock and Christian. Mine, and this is more of a looking ahead, not not what we just saw mm-hmm. 2020. Again, this is more let's reevaluate at the end of 2021. My corner outfielders, Christian Yelich and Nick Cassianos. Love that. Definitely. If knowing, uh, if I would have done some research knowing that Christian Yelich was in left last year, I would have happily put him in left and put, Castellanos and right. No, I mean, problem. he'll he'll bounce around. He'll see time in both this yeah. year, I'm sure. No problem doing that. And then uh, center field, I got low cane, even though I guess he's moving. Yeah, won't be in center. Yeah. But, but again, that's th- what I'm this doing could now. be this for you. This could just be a recap of 2020, 2019, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Fair enough. I've got to take here, Nate. I don't think a lot of people are going to agree with me. But, uh, you know, I kind of like the offensive output that I'm seeing from my team, so I'm really going to try to <laughs> try to zero in on, on my yeah. defense. So I'm going Jackie Bradley. And again, for the reasons that I've just listed out, you may, it's, it's not super likely, but you may see an offensive outburst from Jackie Bradley Jr. now that he's in Milwaukee. I'm telling you, it's possible. It's, it's not unheard of. That's what I got. I know, like, Pretty much zero people probably agree with me on that. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's like one or two people listening right now that are going, no, 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 I got you. I got you. To those people, I appreciate you. I hear you. I respect you. Jackie Bradley Jr., end of 2021. We'll see. It's fair. Who's your reliever? Stop. Don't play games with me. What? There's only one answer to this. Should be. I just want to clarify. Liam Hader. No, I'm just kidding. Josh Hader. Yeah, 100%. Uh... If Brewers aren't a contender, do you see Hader finishing out the year there? They're sellers at the trade deadline. Mm. Do you see him being sent? Because his name was shopped this offseason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're the Brewers looking at the last three years, you lost in the NLCS in 18, lost the NL wildcard in 19, lost in the NL wildcard series in 20. I mean, you're running out of shots. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. I could see him being on the block. Just I, I feel like they should have gone for it a little bit more this offseason. It was the starting pitching. They just didn't have – they had respectable names, I feel like, but they didn't have the, wow, this is a postseason rotation right here. They just, To me, they just didn't have it. 
Yeah, I mean, I think or at least on, at least heading into twenty, at least heading into the season. Yeah. Now, I mean, Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns, they're going to be good. Brandon Woodruff is good. Both of those names. But I agree with the rest of it. No, they're yeah. good. But is that is that get past the NLCS good? No, you need three big names. You need three studs. Just something to consider. Not ragging on them. Those are good names. I'm just saying, yeah. as a whole, from the team team perspective, yeah. is that enough to get you past the NLCS? Clearly, the answer is no. No. Mm-mm. Nope. The best part of the episode, Nate, uniform sets. And I don't know how many this times so, I got to say this it. This is so tough for me. I love it's, these unis. It is tough. This People are saying, oh, the AL Central's fire. Yeah, I guess, but they don't. No, the AL Central doesn't have the depth that the NL mm, Central has. I'm sorry. deep. This rolls deep. This rolls deep. And as I was saying, I don't know how many times I have to say it. These rankings that we put up on Instagram. Uh, although Are will, jerseys. They're jerseys. I know our listeners know this because they listen to the episode and they can read. They have also, reading comprehension skills. Listeners, please, if you see those posts and you see idiots in the comment section saying, like last week, the Royals will never fit, you know, finish first in the division. Duh, dummy. It's for jerseys. Let them know. Yeah, the guys. The guy said, "The Royals will never finish first in the division for the next decade." It's like you're probably right. So good thing we're talking about jerseys here, fella. Yeah. So if you see that, please just just go out there and let them know. We only got only got you know two thumbs to be able to type all this stuff out to these idiots. And yeah, we can only we can only respond back so fast. How uh how are you starting out at the bottom for this uniform list? The red's definitely at the bottom, and it's not the fact that they're awful. It's just that these other these other squads just got it for me. There, I gotta say, there's been people in the comments clamoring about the fact that for whatever reason, red uniforms are getting slept on. I love red uniforms, so I don't know where that's coming from. I but I gotta say, but the reds, the reds red uniform is solid. I like it. Mm-hmm. Although, to your point, I think we talked about this off air. I get the think, mustache man yes, involved. Yes, get the mustache involved. What are we doing? Get the what? What is the name of that thing again? It's got a name. Oh. The mascot. It's kind of creepy, but I like it. Uh, yeah, because if you look at the spring training hat, it's like homeboy's just like creeping behind the letter. Yeah. You'll it's see like, like old, half of his mask mustache. It's like an old timey boxer. That's what he reminds me of. Yes, great analogy. Oh, it's Mister yeah, like a bare knuckled boxer. Is it Mister Mister Redlegs? Apparently, yeah. the name. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. I knew that. Yeah. At the old Great American Ballpark, eh? No, they're not Canadian. All right, Reds five. Mm-hmm. We got a four. The rest of this is so tough, bro. This is so tough. All right, let me let, let's walk through this, okay? In no particular order. In no particular mm-hmm. order. Let me just let me just walk you through these. The first, the first. I got the pictures pulled up here. The first picture I see the Cardinals. You got the mm-hmm. Cardinals home white, and don't give me your answers. I'm just gonna read these off first, and then we'll yeah. walk through it. Cardinals. You got the home whites. You got the home gray. You got the cream whites, and then you got the powder blues, all with the bird on the bat across the board. The Cubs, you got the home pinstripes. You got the home grays with Chicago in blue font, and you got the road alternates with the blue jerseys, blue top. Keep saying home grays. You say away gray. Did I really say home gray? Sorry. Yeah. Good catch. Now. Sorry, I was getting caught up. Finally, in you're the one that messes something uniform up. Uniform talk. Yes. Relax. I, I mess up all the time. The Brewers, you got the... You got the cream whites. Uh, you got the away road grays. <laughs> they say Milwaukee. The home, the cream whites say Brewers. The gray say Milwaukee. Then you got the home alternate blue pinstripes. 
I should have been doing this for all of our jersey breakdowns because I feel like this will help the the mm-hmm. listeners visualize a little better. You got the the pinstripes for the home alternate, and then for the road alternate, you got the gray pants, navy blue top with Milwaukee and cursive across the front. With the trucker style cap with the yellow up front, with the panel, the yellow panel mm-hmm. up front. If you can visualize that, who am I missing here? The reds we already talked about. Home whites, road gray with Cincinnati cross. And then the one that I think gives a little bit of legitimacy, the the red, red jersey. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, no, that's everybody, Pirates. I think. Pirates, yes. Uh, where are they at? Pirates, Pirates roll a little deep. They got the home whites. They got the road grays with that new uh, cursive font that I really like. Big fan of that new cursive font that they have. I don't know if you can visualize it, but solid, solid font choice. Road, or I'm sorry, home alternate with the black top and the yellow P up in the chest. You got the road grays with the black top, cursive Pittsburgh across the front. And then I think here it's that that uh, military camo one. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. As your third alternate. So how are you ranking those? It's so tough. I, the reds are definitely five. Um, it's a balance between glow up and traditional. The glow That's up what it is with all of these. With when Nike took over, the glow up with Brewers and Pirates specifically, bro. The Brewers are so so swaggy. The the away alternate blue that says Milwaukee across, love that uni. That one is so drippy. For the, which one? The alternate blue top. You talking about for the road? Yeah. That one's super clean for me. All right, fair enough. I'm sending the, you this picture of this because I want to make the, sure we're talking the right one. The pirates, the pirates are. I was just sent you the picture. That blue alternate you're talking with the yellow cursive across the front, alternate two. Mm, yep, that's the one. So drippy, super super drippy. Love it. Um, the pirates are. I love the pirates just because the black and gold is like the cleanest two colors that's, for any sport. Uh, yeah, that's I don't fine. care who you are. Those two are just perfect. So here's my list, man. Here's my list. This is tough. This does not Ooh. come out easy here. Let's start from the bottom. Work your way up. Five Reds. Four Cubs. I'm sorry. I, I get it. Hey, People uh, are no probably attacking here. me. But four Cubs. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The only people I think the only thing the only people I think attacking you right now are Cubs fans. I don't think there are many other people outside of Cubs fans that are probably like Whoa, what are you talking about? This doesn't get me that excited. I get the traditional look. It's fine. Um, then we're going to go three brewers. Ooh, and there's the difference. Yeah, three brewers, two pirates, the glow up of both of those. Those are basically 2A and 2B for me. It's not even a three. Fair enough. Uh, just because, bro, Nike took over and just made it way better. The, the black aways for the pirates where it says pittsburgh across that cursive you were talking about and for some reason that yellow nike swoosh on their chest looks just better than any other uniform so sorry but numero uno is the cardinals that cream home cream and then that uh, that powder blue that they rock too those are those are sexy yeah that's my list it brings a tear to my eye seeing yadi and wayno March out to the march out onto the field wearing those cream whites. Those creams that's, are just that's so beautiful. Drippy. That's that's something to behold. Uh, I'm going 
Reds five, mm-hmm. Cubs four, yep. Pirates three, Brewers two, Cardinals one. Then it's it's for you the same thing, right? It's like a two A two B. I love the Pirates. I would almost argue. I love first of all, I love the Cardinals uniforms. It might be we'll we'll talk about this in just a sec. Might be the best uniform in baseball. Mm-hmm. The Brewers. This may be an unpopular opinion. If the Brewers had not taken the navy blue route and gone with the old school royal blue and gold yellow route, they would and basically incorporated it. the royal blue into the the uniform scheme they have right now, mm-hmm. that might be a one B instead of a two. Mm-hmm. Even fair. though they didn't do that, the Brewers still, like you said, their glow up is incredible. It's I'm I'm just super impressed what Nike did for them. Super super impressed. Yeah, it's that alternate blue from Milwaukee across with that that cursive. And it's the same cursive for Pittsburgh. Yeah. To that point, do the Cardinals have the best uniform in baseball? Taking out any and all biases, do the Cardinals. It's the bird on the bat, man. (laughs) That was a big slip up. First one in a while. Good for us. (laughs) Uh, It's that bird on the bat, dude. That's just, it's just The gold standard. Yeah. Baseball. The fact that you can incorporate that is so cool. I think it's money. My bad. <laughs> is there another contender that I'm I'm just not thinking of right now? Or is it clear cut? Cardinals Cardinals favorite. Mm. Mm. I don't know if there is one. And we're truly taking the bias out of the Yankees and Red Sox picks. Yeah. Which of those two, I would probably argue the Yankees, as much as I hate to say it. I mean, I gotta be objective here. I would say the Yankees probably would have the better uniform. Of those two. It's just the recognizable. You, yeah, NY. just the, it's a, it's, what you can remember. Yeah, it's across the world. Even with that, um, though, I don't think anybody comes close. I'm sorry. I Cardinals. That's, Cardinals. That's gold standard. Yeah. All right, it's decided. Best best uniform baseball. There you have it, folks. Uh, Nate, we got some listener DMs, as expected. Are they solid? They're they solid. good? All right. They're solid. Off, starting us off here, Logan asks, do the cards really have a major edge on the Cubs and Brewers? Um... Yeah, I think for the things that we talked about, of the the Cubs are just in no man's land right now. I have no idea what they're doing. Their front office has no idea what they want to do with their players. I think 2021 is a tryout for Rizzo, Javi Baez, and Chris Bryant. It is a tryout. Whoever has the best year is going to get re-signed. The other two are gone. You're starting rotation. You have no idea what you're doing. Why is Arietta your number two now? Who knows? Um, the Brewers... Just something about it. I mean, it just doesn't get me going. The outfield now, very solid. Excited for their defensive capabilities. Christian Yelich hopefully can bounce back. But, like, I just I try to cancel out performances. I don't know if anyone's going to outperform Nolan Arenado. You could say Christian Yelich will probably cancel out a, a Paul Goldschmidt, right? So it's just like, who? There's no way. I think he's going to go off. Yeah, Jack Flaherty. Yeah, Adam Wainwright, who's still rolling it. You got a young second baseman. I, I'm. It's just, it's time to go, man. It's time to get it rolling. Here's the thing with the Brewers, though. While they didn't get significantly better, in my opinion, a very underrated move in getting Colton Wong. Mm-hmm. Very underrated. But they have you uh, didn't... what's his face too. The the international guy that the, the Asian dude they just brought over last year. Uh, I can't say it. H I U R A. Yeah. Hira. Hira. Yeah. When I did my MLB the Show season simulation last year, he won MVP. So 
Yeah, pretty solid. I mean, uh, I guess. Keston? Yeah, I think they were looking at him for first or second. Travis Shaw, first or third. But what I'm saying is you go out and get Wong. You don't really have any, I mean, taking the Cardinals out of it and just looking at kind of the rest of the division, you didn't get worse like the Cubs and Reds did. The Cubs and Cubs and Reds had pretty notable losses. Yeah. But if you're the Brewers, you're bringing back a playoff team. It's like, okay, you made it to the postseason, but pretty sure they were one of the teams that had the losing record last year, right? It was them and the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay, take that into consideration. At the end of the day, you still had a postseason team. Yeah. You didn't get worse, so it's like maybe, which I I think this is probably safe to say, I think the conversation here for top of the division is real realistically between the Cardinals and Brewers. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, you got to think of like Locaine almost as like a, a signing, an offseason signing. He took 2020 off. So the fact that yeah. he's coming back and it's it's almost like a free agent signing, I, I it's going to be competitive. It's going to be very competitive for sure. The Pirates and the Reds are going to be far, far back in that division. But the Reds still have talent to to change games, to surprise you, just for the sweeps. Just for the sake of baseball, I would love to see the Reds kind of follow the storyline that they followed last year where it's like you just kind of hang around mm-hmm. and you kind of surprise some people come yeah. come postseason time. I don't think it's it's very likely, but yeah, this also isn't the Hot Takes episode, so we're not giving predictions out it's too definitely not the hot much takes episode. for free. Uh, Sam asked, what happened to the Cubs core? He kind of just talked about it. Yeah, it's what happens happens looking ahead. What happens to the Cubs happens. core? I mean, the, the, you got windows. You got to go for it. They did what they needed to do. They finally got that ring. Um, I think their money goes towards Javi Baez, which kind of sucks because Rizzo did take a pay cut. If you look up his, his contracts, he was pretty underpaid. Um when he signed a couple years ago on an extension, it's obvious that Chris Bryant is just Chris Bryant's already got a foot foot out the door. Yeah, that's I don't know what's going on there. And uh, Wilson Contreras, I mean, heck, he might get, I, he might I get, get s- shipped out. I don't know, I don't know. But that core is they're stuck with Jay Hay. Jason Hayward is stuck there just because he's ugh, he's so overpaid. He is not a twenty million dollar a year player. Mark asks, is Cabrian Hayes going to make a culture-changing impact in Pittsburgh? Uh, Charlie Hayes is a kid who was uh, third baseman for the Yankees. Caught, I believe is 96. Caught that foul out to end the World Series. Um, wow, look at you with the trivia. Yeah. Um, I hope so. I was watching a little bit of spring training stuff, and he looks exciting. But, yeah, uh, I don't know if it's like a league-wide pay-attention kind of performance, but maybe. I mean, this goes back to what we were talking about, where it's like, can these guys that had a solid 2020 kind of use it as a catapult for this season? Mm-hmm. Through 24 games last year, he was a 376 hitter with an OPS of 1.124. So those are uh, those respectable numbers. You're not going to yeah. maintain that yeah. over 162, obviously. But let me so bring you gotta up. Be, the, you got to have something to be excited about. Yeah, and like for, I said, that's like that's that. got to be one of the one or two of those guys that yeah you really got to market. But do we think he's going to be there? Because I would argue he's a corner guy. I would argue same situation happened to Josh Bell. Long term? Josh Bell was third in the rookie of the year voting back in 17. He was yeah. an all-star in 19. We were super high on him in 19. He had 37 bombs and I think like 116 ribbies. Where's he at right now? It's true. Who's to say Starling same doesn't Marte, happen? Same thing. 
I really gotta I gotta hold out hope that my guy Ben Charrington makes the right decision here with our guy Cabrian Hayes. Is it Cabrian or Key Brian, by the way? Well, I'm the For wrong both. person to ask about names. For so both. Go with the opposite of what I say. I think it might be Key Brian. Yes. Be excited. He's gonna be good. <laughs> be excited. And lastly here, another Logan asks, best team in the division. Eh. Nice try. Eh. <laughs> You ain't getting that answer yet. Well, I mean, if we're being honest, what are we really? Yeah, I think we, we all know the answer. Can't have already gave that one away. Yeah, but I can't officially say it. Well, here's something to here's something to let marinate until next episode. I saw a projection today that had the Cardinals in third, had the Brewers in first. Cubs second? Cubs second. I don't understand that. Who's to say we don't come out and say the same thing? You don't know. Yeah. It's what the hot you takes. no idea. It's what the hot takes and predictions episodes for. Mm-hmm. That's it, man. That's it. That's the end of the DMs. That's the end of this episode. Any closing notes for the people, Nate? Mm. Any words of encouragement as they uh, begin their begin their meet their uh, week with this this fine Monday? Words of encouragement. Anything? Uh, anything that they should be looking forward to? And I'm not uh, setting you up with this. I'm just asking. Uh, we got a top ten coming for left fielders this week. The outfield will be fun right now. Yeah, I think the pressure is really off for us. By yeah, the way, we, now that we're through the infield. We made it made it past that left side of the infield where yeah, smooth sailing yeah. now, baby. And I stick to my guns in those rankings. Um I'm really yeah. proud of our efforts, by the way, for how we handled shortstop. I think we yeah. really drove it home. Look at the numbers, people. Um things to look forward to. Any of you listeners that are in the the podcast, uh the podcast little fantasy league that we got rolling. Um get your money in the raffles. Hello. And Oh, that's it, man. That's all I can think of. I like it. I'm looking forward to baseball coming back. Uh, if you guys get bored, you got March Madness really starting to heat up and get things rolling. Uh, well, so speaking of which, we need to do like a bracket of, of baseball like soon. Oh, no, no, baseball. no, no, no. Baseball, baseball, speci- like a related graphic for the month of March. Got to figure out what we want to do with it. All right. I don't hate that. But I think we need to do a bracket, you know? Maybe we could do the uniform. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Not a bad thought. I don't know. I'm getting out of here. I'm sleepy. Uh, hey, don't you forget, I'm nine or I'm three hours ahead of you. I'm right nine now. hours ahead of you. <laughs> oh no, I was gonna say right now it's nine forty-one where you're at. It's almost it's pushing one one in the morning here. So yeah. Uh, in that case, all week, no matter what, don't go chasing crew. We love y'all, and as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy. Don't see it. You f- luck. You understand?